This podcast is brought to you by Most Valuable Podcasts, leading the league in podcasting entertainment. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. This is the Fast Break Podcast. I'm your host, Sean Anderson. Alongside me is Ricky Wilmer. What's up, what's up? And Dave Oster. Hey, everybody. That just takes the winds out of my sail. Like, just, I, I'm like, ah, I'm ready to do this. And then, what's up, what's up comes out. And I just... It just, it just cuts just you a little deeper every time. Just live with it. It sucks the air out of the party. I, I, I just, it, it, it's dying, man. It's dying. And no, I can't wait it's for still it there. to crumble. No, it's still, it's still Outside crumbling. of Ben. Outside of Ben, it's ben, dying. Ben's my boy, man. Ben's always repping. WPN. What's up, what's up? It's not even the right But that's what Ben says. That's what Ben says, and that's all that matters. Whatever. Ben, I love you. It's stupid. It's stupid. It's stupid. Anyways, we are going to be talking about the Southwest Division in the NBA. We're going to be previewing the five teams in that division. Then we're also going to be talking about the top 30 starting centers in the NBA. And again, that is the ranking from realgm.com using the depth chart from realgm.com go to realgm.com go to the depth charts and those are the centers we are using i'm over here Anyways. dying because even on the power forwards video people are complaining <laughs> like do you motherfuckers listen <laughs> no well, is the answer one of them was a joke and i didn't know <laughs> so, it was a joke. <laughs> okay. so, wait, so wait you're telling me that bismack biombo should be starting for the magic okay we'll get to it anyways <laughs> southwest division of the uh of the uh western conference uh they have spurs mavericks grizzlies rockets pelicans let's jump into this with the team that's been leading the Southwest Division for a long time, the San Antonio Spurs. And Ricky, something that you kind of mentioned uh, earlier uh, before we started the podcast was actually that the Spurs are getting older and it's and it's, you don't think their time at top is kind of uh, running out. Well, it's not one of those things where it's like, the Spurs are dead, but it's one of those things where... Um, Duncan's no longer there. Parker's getting older. Ginobili's getting older. And it's kind of like, okay, LaMarcus A, this could turn into like, this is your team now. Mm, and you other about that Kawhi guy? And Kawhi. So Leonard and Kawhi. Okay, two people. And then I kind of look at this Memphis team that's like, hey, if we can stay healthy, we got... Now Conley's got a new contract. They got a weird Chandler collection Parsons of guys. Coming in. New head coach coming Marcus in. Marcus All could stay healthy. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, and that's the only thing to me. Like, I don't think the Mavericks are gonna contest for that top. The Rockets. I'm sorry, I don't like with even with Ryan Anderson. I don't see you guys as winners of the Southwest. I I think that uh, I think that Memphis could be that team where it's like they could make a jump to either a dominant second. Or, hey, man, Spurs are slipping down because of age. Let's take it from them. See, with with this, though, is uh, they're not there yet where it's age is a huge factor because your two best players are still young. I mean, LaMarcus Aldridge isn't this old man out there. Kawhi is super young here. I, I think, I think you know, and if you look at it, too, it's it's kind of the Dame and, and LaMarcus Aldridge again, but just with Kawhi. And I, I would say that maybe Kawhi and LaMarcus Aldridge is a better pair. I, the I would the problem is the ball handling, and you have a very Kawhi old guy. Kawhi can do it. He's not your guard, though. He's not your natural guard. If he can develop it, though. He probably can. I mean, he's, he's been picking up damn near everything else in this game. Uh, but no, I mean, that that's my major concern with the Spurs team is the fact that I'm, I'm not concerned that Tim Duncan left. I mean, it, it's disappointing. It's veteran leadership. He's been the stable man holding down the paint for the last 20 years, it feels like. and But you have, like we said, you have LaMarcus, you have Kawhi, so you've got great forwards on that team. It's just a question of that backcourt needs to be recycled. And we saw mm-hmm. it in the draft this year. They picked up a guard. Uh, one of one of Sean and I's favorite guys, uh, DeJounte. Mm-hmm. Yeah, DeJounte, DeJounte Murray. Murray. They also got uh, Ryan Archidiacono, who I liked from the champion Arch, Villanova. Yeah, or yeah Villanova. sure. Act like you know who he is. I do. He was the leader of that Villanova team. Great, gritty player. Gritty point guard. Yeah. He's a tough guy. Yeah, but with the Spurs, I think I think age isn't a factor too much. I, th- I still think they're going to be leading the Southwest Division. And looking at it, I mean, Kawhi is again, you know, he was a top four point power or small mm-hmm. forward for us. But then again, small forwards are boasting the best, the best top five yeah. easily. Well, the so, one thing you got to throw out there that I mean, we'll get to him a little bit later. But I completely forgot to mention Paul Gasol. Now they're starting center. Correct. Correct. I mean, they went out there and they got one of the most efficient big guys. I mean, he's older. Mm-hmm. Still older, but he is efficient, and he's still surprisingly agile on his feet mm-hmm. for his age. I mean, look, he gives you good stats across the board. I, I think they're still a very balanced roster. They're definitely going to be going more towards the paint with the ball consistently because I I think Danny Green is like, he's just had some really quiet years as of late, and I really, really think that it's going to be up to Kawhi to take this team and move forward. I need to see more consistency out of him, though, 
especially in big games, uh, home and away. Like there, he has some interesting like stats. If you look at his home versus away games during playoffs, there's a pretty big differential there when he shows up. Also, did we forget the San Antonio Spurs team was five wins away from 72 wins? I mean, this this Spurs team wasn't a team that was like. Unfortunately, they went out like bitches in the playoff. They mm-hmm. did, and that kind of that takes a little away from that. They did, and you're not wrong. But then again, still, 67 wins is fucking impressive. And also, bitches. and oh, <laughs> I'm sorry, like, and I, I'm not trying to take it away, but it really does. That's the lasting impression I see of that team. But it's still pop. It's still pop. It's still Manu. It's still Tony. The same guys. It's just they're over the hill gang. Are you over sure? Are you, but, but their two best players aren't over the hill yet. Well, and I know right. that. No, that's they've they've done a great job bringing. And Pop's not over the hill. Pop no, I'm is, talking about uh, like Tony Parker uh, and Ginobili, who are the over yeah. the hill backcourt guys. But I know Spurs fans are screaming at us like we're well, we're totally at me. we're totally just dishing them to the side. We're disregarding every. There's probably still a sixty and, win game or a sixty win team. Mm-hmm. That's that's the I thing. Hope it's like sixty games. Yeah, they're de- definitely count it in sixty games at least for this team. <laughs> I, to me, it's just the one thing of right now, if you asked me, Ricky, what's an early winner for this division, which doesn't fucking matter because divisions don't matter anymore. Mm-hmm. But I would say the Spurs are going to be the best. But to me, it's all about who's going to challenge them. The Mavericks, the Grizzlies or the Rockets. Sorry, pals. I'm not looking at you. Oh, I mean, well, oh, all right. Uh, but, yeah, no, the Grizzlies, I think, are, are that main one. I was going to try to to fight for You're the Pelicans. You're going to throw the Pelicans. I, I will heel. fight for the Pelicans. Buddy Heal. Well, Anthony AD Davis. All Anthony Davis. That's, that's the wrong <laughs> place <laughs> to start that argument. Yeah, Anthony <laughs> Davis is the right place to start that, that argument there. But but I, I would say it's Grizzlies just because if you look at their team, they are more well-rounded. And if you're going off star power, I would say the Pelicans probably second-best team in this division. James Harden is probably, the you know, if we're just going off best player on the, on the team, mm-hmm. New Orleans probably second, Rockets are number one. Memphis is probably second or behind or in front of the Mavericks. Outside of that, though, if you look at Memphis, though, they're just a well-put-together team. Mike Conley, I think he was a top-12 guard for us, uh, point guard for us. Yeah. Char- Chandler Parsons, I think, was in that area as well. Marcus Gasol is a top-10 center, I think, for us. No, spoilers. Uh, top-15, I think Zebo was in, and I think small forward, they were kind of lacking. Or no, Parsons was there. Parsons was, is mm-hmm. a small forward now. Yep. Uh, I think shooting guard, they were, they were kind of low, and that was Tony it's Allen. Tony Allen. He's, a, uh, he's specialist. a defensive stud. Yeah, so, I mean, they're just a well-rounded team. I would like to see what they can do uh, with their new coach, but but still, I mean, I, I think I think they could still be a well-rounded team and even in the playoffs too they were kind of competitive with a uh, with a team that they just kind of threw together i mean everyone was hurt yeah that they, team. they sort of gave up mid-season they're just like yeah fuck it put guys out on they the still court. the playoffs yeah i mean still they, they, they ran a heater uh yeah. through the early part of the season no i think the weird thing is memphis i feel like it's a team of specialists like together i don't think like it should work they're reminiscent they need a really of the old coach. mavericks kind of in a different the mavericks way had the, the the one star. man in yeah. Dirk and this team, I don't I don't feel like any of them stand out that much higher than mm. any other. Is Conley their Dirk though? Like I'm not saying mm, like no. exact player. No. I'm saying like the leader of no, that team wise. No, is Conley their Dirk? I would say Gasol more because he's just been there longer. It's Gasol and Zebo's team. Yeah, like, they're they're two man down low and they run that shit. But it's just I mean, like if you told me. Uh, you know, ten years ago, that Vince Carter is still playing shooting guard. He's dropping threes from the corner and clutch time and contributing on slow. I'm like, no, you're out of your fucking mind. Like, VC is a dunk monster, mm-hmm. but he's gonna wash out. Like, no, I mean they've gotten good play out of these older guys, and they are a challenging roster to go up against to match up wise in the playoffs. Like you said, they put up a decent fight for what they had, and this year they've added more and they draft actually pretty well. They had a lot of young talent to this team. I'm higher than I feel comfortable with on the Memphis Grizzlies. Like I think they are a dumpster fire. I personally feel dumpster fire is the correct word, but they're a good team. I'll what do you mean by dumpster fire though? Like they don't have a they don't have a direction as an organization. Okay. I think a lot of it's going to depend on how the how their new coach comes in and you know challenges this team, tries to get some sort of style together because like I said they're they're a team of specialists right now that's the way I view them so you see they're kind of uh, a team that they kind of grab pieces and put them together and then for the future they're kind of a dumpster fire but the pieces don't fit yeah no that's that's what I'm saying like you're just just, nailing stuff to a board and they work kind of together yeah it's not optimal but it's it it somehow works for them and I I, logically doesn't make sense to me yeah see and here's the thing though with the direction you talk about the new coach coming in that guy is David Fisdale 
Where did he come from? Where did he spend most of his time since 2008? The oh, Heat. the Miami Heat. Yeah. That's a fucking good organization to come from. A it's good true. coaching tree. It's, a it's good, true. just, I just think of just, oh, he came from Pat Riley. We're going to be fine. I'd Are like you to a Grizzlies fan? No. It, We're going to be fine. fine. Don't, Don't worry. Okay, Rankin, they're going to be fine. Rankin always hates when you say something like that. I'm just like, oh, just we're, we're going to be fine. You just speak no, on behalf of. I'm not a Grizzly fan. I speak like I'm Tom Brady's best friend. But. No, you are. Naturally. Yeah, I mean, Tom yeah. Brady listens in every week. He, he hangs on every word yeah, you say, exactly. Sean, You, you so. fly out to Boston, go to Patty's Pub with him every time. Yeah, double dates with Giselle all the time. <laughs> No big deal. You, no Brady and Giselle. I don't like to flaunt Leave it. Leave the kids. At I home. don't like to flaunt it. Yeah, I, I've made that trip that KD made in the in July mm-hmm. all the time to the I Hamptons. Mean, yeah. yeah, exactly. I Natural. make that trip all the time. Yeah, and, you know they, they bring Tom Brady. Big whoop. I mean, I, I, I see the guy all, <laughs> all the time. Love you, T. Uh, but anyways, going into that though, like the Grizzlies, I think that I, I agree with Dave. Where it's kind of there's a lot of pieces there. Like Gasol and Zebo shouldn't work together. Zebo shouldn't still be good. Gasol's just got to stay healthy. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, and Gasol used to be def- defensive player of the year. I think mm-hmm. I, th- I think he's always had the potential to be better than his brother. It's just that he's never been on the floor enough, and he didn't and have he's the same in Memphis. team. <laughs> Paul was and in, he's Memphis? in Memphis. <laughs> Paul was never noticed really that much in Memphis. He, he... well, yeah, until L.A. That's what I'm yeah. saying. Mark's been stuck in in Memphis. Yeah, unfortunately, so, he chose to stay there. Yeah, I think I think that the Grizzlies, though, if if any team can challenge. The Spurs, it would be the Grizzlies, just because you know you got Parsons, who maybe finally will become a three point dead, you know, dead eye shooter. There, mm-hmm. you got Conley, who is a, an all a, an all around point guard who really doesn't have too many flaws, isn't great at anything, but you know doesn't have too many flaws. Mm-hmm. You have Gasol, if when healthy, is a is a top big man. You have Zebo, who's, who's great in the post. You got Tony Allen, a lot of specialists, like Dave said. So I, th- I would say the Grizzlies, and plus they they do have playoff experience. It's not like yeah. these, I mean they've been no, they're playoffs. consistently there. Yeah, consistently there. But so I think I think the one dark horse in the in this division though would probably be the Rockets. And if you look at the Rockets, uh, you got James Harden. You know, Two years ago, they were in the Western Conference Final. James Harden basically took him there. And I think with the pieces there, you got Clint Capella, who, who is, is a young guy who, who's a decent at, at, at stopping, as a decent as a rim protector there. Uh, he's, he's an okay offensive. His offensive game isn't there that much. But, you know, but he's got he potential. He's That's got potential. Yeah. No, but I'm saying, like, he's in. he's got a great fit for this team because he doesn't need to be that. No one else plays defense. You've got goddamn James Harden out there. The and, man is your offense, and they've added Ryan Anderson and to Eric Gordon, the and who can't play defense. And who's their new head coach? Mike D'Antoni. Mike D'Antoni. Who doesn't t- t- uh, coach defense? Well, he Estimated eight, points per game, 140. Right? 52, I think he said. doesn't yeah. coach defense. One of the guys they bring in from uh, free agency, oh, just a power forward who can step out and shoot threes, and Ryan Anderson. And Eric Gordon, who can mm-hmm. just shoot it up from three all, the whole time. And Beasley, who had a surprising comeback from China, he looking did. like a goddamn rock star. And, that, and that's why the— most interesting person to the Rockets I'm looking at, Capella. Are we going to see kind of like we're going to mold him into? I want you to be like Amari Stoudemire, what he was to Jesus my Phoenix Christ, Suns I hope teams. Not. I hope not. Just stay in the paint, and when these threes come no, in, Amari was pick and roll. Amari was pure pick mm-hmm. and roll. He was the, he was one of the greatest pick and roll players we've ever seen. That he, he was not a stay in the paint. Pick it. No, pick and roll. They want his pick and roll. Clint, Clint Capella is what they want to Dwight Howard to be last okay. year. Shut up and sit in the paint. <laughs> Basically, that's honest. That's brutally honest. And, but that's all that the Rockets one, want out the, of them. The one thing though with with the Rockets is, you know, we, we kind of were like, oh, well, will, will the Rockets take that job? Because like, we, they were kind of a fringe playoff team mm-hmm. last year. But if you look at their their like, you know, basically from March to the end of the season, they were pretty hot. I mean, they were thirty and thirty one to start March off, and then they got to forty and forty one. But still, they, they still won games to get them into that play the, the the playoff race. And it wasn't like they were a team that was consistently just losing and losing and losing. It was like, yeah. oh, they barely stuck into the playoffs. They still fought to get there. I mean, in their last, what was that? I think I think that's about uh, six games. They were four and two to, to get into it. They beat Oklahoma City. See, and that's the unfortunate thing, though. They had to fight to get into the playoffs, and I think that's not going to change. Like, if we even look well, at the kind of hierarchy in the West overall, unless you're ma- unless the Mavericks in this division fall out, which the Mavericks to me are, I'm going to call them my teeter totter team, mm-hmm. where I think they're falling with, out. Well, with and that's the thing with the additions that they made, bringing in the two Warrior Bros in Bogut, Bogut. and Barnes, are we going to see them be better? Are they going to be worse? Kind of sit there on the teeter totter, go back and forth on that magical eight seed line. The Rockets, they just have to decide hey, are we going to go ahead and make a jump forward? Or are we going to be in that dogfight for that eight seed? Because if we look at other division, other divisions, we've got guys like the team I look at, the Jazz. They're coming. 
They're looking for that eighth spot. They're looking for the playoffs. Look at the T Wolves. They're coming too. Nuggets aren't bad as well. Mm-hmm. I yeah. mean, no, there's so, a lot of teams on the outside uh, licking their chops because they're like, our team's turned around. We're in the right direction. We got the right guys coming up. Mm-hmm. But I don't think it's their time yet. I, I think I honestly think Dallas is on is going to be on the outside looking in this yeah, I know, year. No, I, I think agree. this is going to be the first time that Dirk is going to be a little disappointed in the fact that. Their playoff hopes are probably very slim. I After got, this season, do we? I know this is kind of a jump to the mm-hmm. end of the season. After the season, do we start looking at Dirk going, hey, when's he going to hang it up? I think we're still looking at Dirk that way. I think yeah. we've been looking at Dirk that way for the past couple of years. But more so, like, is it going to get ramped depends, up when they don't make the playoffs if this year? Kobe, if they're Kobe, Lakers bad, like, then yeah, I could see him trying. But I, look, Dirk's, Dirk's got a great spot on an organization he's been with his entire like career in the NBA, and, and his knees aren't blown out. His like knees Kobe. are still good, <laughs> and he's got an owner who cares Most about German him. Knees. He's got one of the best owners in the one NBA, of those popular owners. Yeah. I don't know about best, but popular. I, I love him. I think he's one of the. Be- I would love. He's him a to great be my thinker. Owner. I he and just a great businessman. Yeah, solid businessman. No, no doubt in that. But it's just you know you always wonder how come he could never bring in that next. Star to fill in mm-hmm. with Dirk, but he it didn't need to. They still the championship without him. Well, he did. He just uh, that same superstar went and didn't return his tax. Got locked in the house. And, Griffin. You know. Yeah, we'll talk about it later. Uh, but no, <laughs> look, like you, like you mentioned, Ricky Bogut, one of the best rim protectors. We saw the effect mm-hmm. of him not being on that Warriors team mm-hmm. during the playoffs and how much they missed him. So it's a great addition. Barnes, when mm-hmm. when we'll playing see. normally, we'll see. is a solid yeah. contributor. And he could he could bump his stats up this year by being uh, definitely higher up on that depth chart because Jesus Christ his shot selection, whoo! But no, I, I just see this team as th- this is the falling off point for Dirk. Unfortunately, I think I think that looking at just the the conference in a whole, if you if you look at it, I think I think around seven teams are kind of locked in, and it's their place to lose. I think Dallas isn't one of those teams. I think Dallas is is going to fight for their spot, especially with Utah and, and Minnesota fight like you know coming up like we like we said. I think I think it, if and if you know I have to throw another team in there, I think it's probably the Rockets. I think those two teams are going to fight the for that position like you like you kind of brought up. Can I guess your seven locks? Yeah. So you've well, got. I kind of said it. Well, you, you gave the three from this division, right? That's. The I three wonder if Golden gave. State and well, Oklahoma City are also locked. It's basically mm-hmm. Warriors, Clippers, Thunder, Blazers, and then Spurs, Grizzlies, Rockets. Are those the seven you're saying are locked in? Yeah. And Dow- Dallas is the one that's kind of on the edge there. And if anyone, any any team mm-hmm. else in that seven's gonna fall, it's probably the Rockets. And that's the whole. Just because like they won't be able you to don't play think defense. Papa John's is gonna carry Sacramento Papa to Giannis, the playoffs. Baby. Get the fuck out of here, dude. Papa Giannis. <laughs> the fuck out of here. Overall. <laughs> but that's kind of the thing that I know we've been saying for what seems like forever that this upcoming year is going to be season, boys. well it's going to be <laughs> that eight seed, maybe that seven. I think seven more, and eight are in the air. More so the eight. It's you're going to have kind of like a dog fight with mm-hmm. some of these teams that were around. I'm even going to throw the T-Bulls in there, even though they were 29 and 53 last year. But we all believe in the hype. I do. I do. And Coach Thibodeau is going to turn Carl that team Anthony around. 99 in 2K17. Dude, Cat's going to play 42 minutes They're a the game. fifth team overall in 2K17. <laughs> He's apparently. either going to be really good or Thibodeau's going to break his knees. We'll talk about two. it later. Yeah. But, I mean, with this division, this could be the one. They had four playoff teams last year. They could have the same. It's all to mm-hmm. me that teeter totter team and the Mavericks. Yeah, I think I think the Mavericks. It's it's kind of they'll, Rick Rick Carlisle is going to rally the troops and they'll be okay. Or it's going to be with, with with you know they're just going to fall off. And I think I mm-hmm. think those be too old and Dirk finally might get hurt. And 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 it, I don't hope for that, but you the, know the he, Ro- he's got to fall off at some point. The Rockets, though, to me too. I'm not super con- like. I'm not I, confident in him, but I'm confident not, that James Harden is good enough. That, uh, so here's so the what's thing. the question mark for the Rockets, Ricky? It's can James, they play like, defense? They yeah. don't need like, to. Can Eric Gordon stay healthy? Eric Gordon stay healthy. The thing that Doesn't I think to. with the Rockets you is... You think James Harden can get them all there by himself? James no. Harden wants to average 35 points a night. But do you That's think it. that will actually get that? <laughs> I mean, Kobe averaged 33 in, in the like 2006-2007 range, didn't win an MVP, and couldn't get his team to like 30 wins. Yeah, yeah, it's possible. I, just, I don't recall that year, but you know, it's possible. I just look at the Rockets and I think James. <laughs> I think James Harden just wants, like you said, Dave. He wants to be the best guy out there, and cool, that's fine for you. That might be enough to get your team to the playoffs, but it was this year. Rocket team. I think is never going. James Harden is never going to be the guy to lead them all the way by himself, being but they picked, the guy that he is right but now. They picked up Brian Anderson and Eric Gordon and. I, I think the fact that they can play with a lineup of 
Pat Beverly, Harden, Riza, Beasley, and Ryan Anderson. And that way, you've got the floor stretched out extremely well. I think Beasley would come off the bench, and you throw Capello at the five and Anderson I, at the I four. Think, I think if they're going pure offense, and let's be honest, and honestly, Dan Tony. But honestly, you also don't need Beverly there. Beverly can be coming off the bench. I think if, you're going, could if be. you're going offense, then yeah. no, James Harden's already a point guard. That's fine. I, I don't have a, anything really against it. I just saw Clint Capella as a, the most expendable one in that mm, lineup. Yeah, totally. And that would provide you with a shit ton of offensive options. Here, I got a question for you. And the only reason I got this question is I'm looking at the depth chart, and I've never seen this guy's first name. That's why it threw me off. Hmm. Nene, he's sitting there right behind Clint Capella yeah. on their depth chart. He's old, with, though. Yeah, but with me, like, wouldn't you Wouldn't you flip that? No. Wouldn't you flip? Like, Capella, to me, it's all about this is a team what are you that's going to run, develop though. into? Yeah, but like this... he still needs to develop, even though he was kind of a draft and stash, and this is the first time he's going to be thrown out there to be the starter. He was there last year. No, but, to be the starter. Yeah, but well, I, I think I think more with with that is they're going to run with with James Harden. They're going to run with Ariza. They're they're going to try yeah. to be a fast up pace tempo team. And the last thing that you want in that an up pace fast pace team guy. is is Nene. Yeah. He's um, a liability. Yeah, so I I would say the. I say the Rockets, if they could put all the pieces together, they're they're locked in. Mm-hmm. But and, and and I'm not too worried that they won't be able to put those pieces together because James Harden is just that damn good. So I, I think and I think with respect. Dallas, sorry, I, it's, I it's, respect it's, him. Yeah, you know the the number one shooting guard overall. He'll get James there. Harden. He'll get there. Number two. Got to win a ring. Number two. Uh, anyways. <laughs> I think, I, so, so there's that other team in this division that we haven't touched at all. The team that's going to be the true, there, Dave. the true dark horse and is going to prove us all wrong. Mm. New Orleans Pelicans. New Orleans Pelicans. New Orleans. New Orleans. New Orleans. Or, Orleans. or the Narlins Anthony Davises. The yes. Narlins Unibrows. He kind of looks like a Pelican. <laughs> he's, got, he's got the wing. He got the wing. He's got the wing span. The brow, baby. Yeah. Got the brow span. Gotta love our Chicago natives. Pelicans. Anthony Davis, easily one of the best players in the NBA. If he could put it all, together. I like he did. He's got we kind of talked about it yesterday. He, he put it all together, but then again, it's like that's it. I feel like but he should be better, putting, but he's still putting up like good point. Like he's still putting up good stats. It's just like, yeah, I mean, yeah, is he? He's he's a top player in the league, but he's not great. He's not great yet. Like he's not. He's like I feel like we're giving like he he kind of get away from that treatment that we're giving him, and now Cat's getting that treatment where it's like this guy's gonna be the next like the next great thing, but he's he's not bad. No, <laughs> like I feel like people are still treating him like he's like he's like I don't I don't know. Anyways, I'm kind of getting <laughs> off track here. But what, 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 what I'm trying to say and trying to spit out here is that I think that the Pelicans, it's just they don't they're not surrounding them with enough. You got Buddy Hill with the you, right pieces. You got Buddy I think Hill. They're, they're, they've got like five point guards. It feels like, and they've got no center. Yeah, and, and Drew Holiday might not be playing. Uh, to start right away, he won't as well, be uh, they, because they, of his he wife. From, said it, yeah, yeah, his wife, unfortunately. Uh, and and you can't blame him for that. But no. anyways, but with with, with that, like it, it's it's like you got Tyreek Evans, and you know he won Rookie of the Year a long time ago, and that's way way in the mm-hmm. past there. But Tyreek Evans is, is more of a like he would be better off being. The He's a tweener one. guard, and, yeah, but he, which is good because look for for an offense that is not going to be super selfish, like. Tyreek Evans averaged seven assists a game. That's fantastic for coming out of a shooting guard. Although, is it what you really want coming out of a shooting guard? Eh, I don't mm-hmm. know. It feels like he was sort of a stat line stuffer, part-time. and Well, that's the thing. I feel like he should be a number one, but he's not good enough to be a number one. Like, a number one option. Oh, okay. Like, because, like, we, we saw him kind of do that in Sacramento, but he never showed that he could be a number one. Like, he didn't take the team anywhere, yeah. Yeah, because he, he was always high, but it's like, all right, Tyreek Evans, is he a guy who's going to drive the basket, or is he a guy who's going to shoot, is he a guy who plays defense, is he a guy who can do everything? Like, he just never showed that he can do everything or anything, really. Like, mm. I feel like Tyreek Evans has always been that guy who is like, yeah, he's there, he's a good player, but... He doesn't do anything Didn't quite specifically live up to well. That we expected, maybe. Yeah, and 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 now he's kind of developing a shot, and and maybe he's kind of finding, but he's, he really never found what kind of player he was. Mm-hmm. So it, they don't have enough enough around uh, enough around AD because you got Drew Holiday, but he he won't be there start start off the year, uh, and we don't know when he's going to return or if he will return this year. Hopefully he does, and hopefully his wife gets better. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but with like you know Buddy Heald, we don't know what to expect from Buddy because well, we we know we expect a hell of a lot of three point shooting. Outside of that, yeah, I mean, outside of that, I don't know what else Buddy Hill will bring to this team. We can, saw him be a ball hander. Can he do that in the NBA, though? I feel like he's easy pickings for most defensive guards in this league. Like, to me, I'm looking at a total different rookie on this team. I'm looking at when's, well, when's the part in the season where the Pelicans go, okay, kid, you're ready. 
and either put him at the center above Ashik and play um, him at the five, Davis at the four, or the other way around, Davis at the five, um, Diallo at the four. I think when that, do they do that and make Davis and Diallo the backfield? What if and we see? D it? What if we finally see the emergence of uh, Amiro Sheik? Uh, if we kind of see him, him come up, that come back and pill contract, motherfucker. He, we'll he, ha- come back he hasn't again. been good, well, Wait, ever, he, but uh, arguably he, he earned that contract. Houston. Yeah, he, decent, he died to me once the 76ers beat us. We could have still beat him without Derrick Rose, but oh he's God. dead to me. Yeah, I, I, I tried to move on. I tried to move on from that. I hold grudges, Dave. You know this. Free throw, man. Uh, you got to make your free throws. throws. I, di- I digress. We'll talk about it later. But yeah, I look <laughs> I look at Czech Diallo. When is he? When are they going to make that move? Because I think they're going to be at the bottom of the division and bottom of the I mean, Western Conference. Not the very bottom. No, but, but no, no. I'm saying like I don't know if he's going to fit in. I think it, it'd be very late in the season before well, we saw him up in that starting lineup. I just think eventually yeah. it's going to be screw it. Like we need something. Well, Terrence Jones sheet. is a quality backup. And I, I think he's fine. Uh, my my concern is the the lack of any small forward on that team who I would trust. Mm-hmm. Like as far as just deficiencies, like they've got a shit center like entire like Omer, Alexis, and uh, Sacre. Not one of them is a starting center in the NBA or should be. Mm-hmm. And then small forward Cunningham and Alonzo Gee. Well, really. Evans came in as a, a small forward, so maybe they slide him over, put Buddy as a shooting guard, and then you know move someone up to to the point guard while, while Holiday's possible. out. So I mean, maybe that's what they do, but I don't know. This this they just it, AD doesn't have enough around. I feel like him. I don't. Let's just be frank. Yeah. He and, doesn't have enough around him. And another guy I'm looking at, and this is going to be interesting. I know we mentioned with Holiday how he's not going to be um, playing to start the season. I look at Tim Frazier, who's a guy that really. He's been bounced around Portland, Philly, D League. Then last year with the Pels in 16, I know it was only 16 games, kind of hit a rhythm. About just under 30 minutes a game, got 13 points a game, seven, seven and a half assists per game. If he can come in and get a good stretch. Well, it's one of those things where that's why last year I was thinking before the trade deadline, hey, you know what? Maybe they could make Drew Holiday expendable or one of these point guards expendable because mm-hmm. they got a young guy. I mean, he's only, this will be a third year in the league. Yeah. I mean, it, it helps having Anthony Davis around. Let's, mm-hmm. let's be I don't honest. know, Pelicans fans, tell us what you want your starting launch to be because honestly, and I know you guys your depth chart's kind of crazy. I know you guys are there because you're always in the comment section. What I want you to tell tell me is, you, you two, is uh, who, who are your playoff teams from the Southwest Division before we get into the centers? Spurs I, and Grizzlies for sure. Okay. And? And? Ricky, we're, we're all waiting with, we're holding I our breath over here. We well, agree. We agree. Spurs and Grizzlies. It's one of those things where the teeter-totter team and the Mavericks. Nope. And the Rockets. Who? Which one of those teams? I think it's going to be three. I don't Nut think it's going to be up. four. I think I, right now, I'd pick the Rockets. Okay, so yours is Rockets, Spurs, and Grizzlies. Spurs, Grizzlies, Rockets, let's say it that way. Okay, well, whatever yeah. teams. Dave? Rockets, Spurs, I don't want to say the Grizzlies. <laughs> Fuck you, Grizzlies. You're out. So only Fuck two, you, Grizzlies. Only two teams from that that division. It's it's hard because look at the other divisions. I just don't see it. No, Grizzlies are going to get in. They're, they're just so veteran savvy, and they're, they're still on a, well, a completely stacked team compared to Because I'm looking and now. I'm going, okay. The other Pacific, options out there, I'm like, yeah. Pa- the Pacific ain't going to have more than the two, but you could look at the Northwest. Maybe the Jazz and the Nuggets get in, and they're the four teams. They're going to have a four. four. Timberwolves. Maybe they, maybe they go all five. They go five. Oh, they Southwest go five. Gets, or Northwest, I'm sorry. The Northwest North. gets five. I, I still love King of the North. Real quick. I still love how in the Northwest, you have Oklahoma City. Mm-hmm. It adds up. That's just a fuck it. you to Seattle. It really is. That's a fuck you to Seattle. Anyways, uh, my teams are going to be uh, the Spurs and the Grizzlies. I think the Rockets won't be able to put it together. I think the Mavericks will fall off a cliff. I'll take the Jazz in the playoffs, and I'll take the uh, I'll take the Phoenix Suns. Sean, it's unfortunate that you're are, correct on that, but these, uh, these, well, you know, we respect are, your opinion these here. Are, right? the, these aren't the hold me to them. Like I, like I yeah. said, ask me in a month. Yeah, they, ask me in a month when I'm is, actually holding me to them. This is us bullshitting right now. And it, then somebody will get injured and we'll make amendments to our... Predictions. Teddy Bridgewater thing, yeah. pretty much. Anyways, let's move on to the uh, the final position rankings for uh, the starters. Uh, the top 30 starting centers in the NBA for 2016 going into 2016. You mean we're not going to rank all 30 water boys or all 30 uh, well, trainers? Starters. 
Okay. Yeah, yeah, well, this, is, this is our last starting position. I don't know. Position. The ball boy is pretty much a starter nowadays. Anyways, with that water bottle. That was a bad joke. Anyways, uh, again, got to preface this every time we do this. These are not <laughs> our Christ. rankings. We went to realgm.com. Well, there are which, rankings, our rankings, not our, our depth charts. Not, not our yes. depth charts. We went to realgm.com, went to their depth charts, and put the players in wet, who who yeah. was starting at that position. So these are the centers according to realgm.com. Yeah, who they Real think is going to be starting GM. as of right now. <laughs> .com. If you have a problem with them, fuck off. Anyways, <laughs> let's get into this. So you're I feel like Real GM should pay so, us at some point for all this advertising. So, well, actually, so people hate Real GM. So, know, they know it's going. so you're telling me Bismack Biombo is not going to be in these rankings? Out of all seven of the <laughs> Magic starters, no. He did not make oh, it in there. No, ten. No, ten, ten, ten starters. Like ten ten starters. legit starters. <laughs> well, for, I think, well, yeah. I, I forget the math. There's too many. There's too many to remember. Anyways, let's get into this. Uh, we we, we kind of attack this. The, the Check that off the box. Uh, Sean, dish the magic. The magic. Okay, where's the Bulls reference? Anyways, uh, last week we kind of attacked the power forwards different. We did uh, who's going to make it into the top 10 by the end of the season, who's going to fall out of the top 10 by the end of the season. We're also going to say who is, like, and we'll just talk about the top 10 in general. And uh, we're going to attack that the same way for center. So, out of here, the guys who did not make the top 10. Also, in, in the description down below, we have our rankings for you, for you to follow along at home. Mm-hmm. But uh, to you guys, uh, out of out of the guys that aren't in the top 10, who do you think are the guys by the end of the year that can jump into that top 10? Look, I want to preface this by kind of giving you a little bit of our mindset when we were trying to put these lists together. Center feels like it's it's one of the toughest positions to judge it, like, it in was, a bubble. It was for me, yeah. They're, they're so dependent on their team and the system around them. And... You can't just plug in guys anywhere for them to work. And well, I they like, need to be fed the ball. Well, you got you, you to feed the beast. Yeah, you got to feed them. But at the same time, it's like I feel like if you put you know X guy into Y team, like mm-hmm. it could maybe work, but other times it absolutely well, won't, and we'll see like completely disappointing it's results. It's like it's like the example I used to you guys when I said this. I was thinking about it. It's it's kind of like you look at Dwight Howard. Why do you only have thirteen points again? Oh, he played with fucking James Harden, the ball hawk. Why did Brooke Lopez have over 20? He played in Brooklyn where they have tumbleweeds. He's also a decent scorer, though. They have tumbleweeds he's, in Brooklyn. He's still a decent scorer, like, though. Well, Jay-Z option, doesn't play. He sits again, in the stands. You again, know that, he's right? still a decent scorer. Yeah, Jay-Z's probably like third, third option on offense, <laughs> to be honest with you. <laughs> The point point is, the Nets aren't that good. That's why they have to rely on him more. Look at like he's still a good scorer. Yeah, no. Like I look at Stephen Adams, who's actually a guy that I am gonna go into. Is probably going to maybe get in. He'll get into the top ten after this year. He's a guy last year had guys like Westbrook, Durant. And now this year, maybe without Durant, we see a bigger role from him. Another thing you said yesterday, too, is Anthony Davis is still Anthony Davis no matter what team you put him on. Mm-hmm. And a guy, I forget the example you used. Draymond. You used Draymond Green. Draymond Green would not be the same Draymond if on a different team besides the Warriors. Mm-hmm. A lot of these guys fit that mold. And especially... Well, it's, the, it's the position. It's the nature of the position. Yeah. And yeah. When you don't have the ability to have the ball in your hands all the time, you can't bring up the court with mm-hmm. you. Then you are. You're reliant on your teammates and you're reliant on whatever direction the coach wants to take the team in. If they just decide that, you know what? We're going to play around the arc. We're, we're not going to really feed you down low. You just kind of soak up rebounds. And That's I your mean, thing. I don't know about you guys, but when I looked at the stats, mm-hmm. the ones that I focused on were it was like points per game I looked at, but I didn't take too, too huge a stock in it. Mm-hmm. I looked at their percentage, just flat-out field goal percentage. I kind of said, fuck you to the three-pointer. I kind of even mm. Even though I know some some centers can stretch out, yeah. I looked at the field goal percentage, your total rebounds, and your blocks. And I, then uh, and then I looked at like turnovers and how many fouls you force. I also Because you're the blocking force in the lane. For centers, though, I also don't really look at the shooting percentage that much because— Yeah, I think you need to. But but also— the, If you're shooting low 40s well, from low the 40s field— low 40s is different. But yeah, like, but if you're shooting low 40s from the field, that's different from something that like, shoots like 70%. Like DeAndre Jordan. Like, yeah, he's having historic seasons shooting 70%, but also he's— Three feet from the fucking basket. Fits Max. the system, like we were saying. Exactly, and we'll get to that later. But I'm just saying, like, I don't, I don't take it into consideration that much. So if it's a guy who's averaging 26 points, and a guy who's averaging 21 points, and the guy who's averaging 21, shooting like 60 percent, and the guy who's shooting, you know, 26 percent or uh, is scoring 26 and shooting like 50 percent, I'm gonna get it to the guy who's scoring 26. Mm-hmm. A, a lot of it's just the numbers don't tell the whole story. In, yeah. in these cases, uh, as much as we we love to point to numbers and be like, you know what, that guy's about. 
better stats across the board. He's a better player. A lot of this comes down to the eye test. Yeah, when you watch them play, when you watch them function within their team. And it still doesn't matter what you say, Dave. Even if that is correct, we're still going to get roasted in the comments. And I know the one guy that is going to get roasted in the comments, we're going to get roasted in the comments for having Mac so Biombo. low. <laughs> <laughs> you just can't let the Magic fans have a date. Is <laughs> Is Jokic from the uh, Nuggets? I think I think that people are really high on him. We have him at sixteen, and a he's guy, got a lot to prove to me. And if we're talking about guys that are going to jump into the top ten, I definitely think you make that move because he he definitely came out of nowhere last year, and and, and he was good mm-hmm. in, his, in his first season last year, and I think he can make that jump up to it. And and he's, he's decent shooting wise. He, he I want to see his defense come around a little bit. I want to see his I want to see him step up more and more and more. Uh, just just as a player, but if he can become that second option for the Nuggets or even a first option for the Nuggets and and Moutier can just be facilitating the ball for, to him and and he can dish it out to you know Jamal Murray if, if for for threes and stuff like that but I, I think I think Jokic can get into that top 10 for sure especially with a guy like Paul at nine if Paul you know cannot finally stay consistent and he, mm-hmm. he, he does get old enough and his body breaks down I think that Jokic can make that jump into well, the top 10. Everybody that we have between 11 and then where we have Jokic at 16 all of them are kind of I would kind of do, I'd use the word ebb and flow of, yeah, they can get up into the top 10, but they could also fall. And like with me, Gortat's a guy who fall. could fall because Bradley Beal, if he stays healthy, we expect that's him another to get player a little, out yeah. there, especially a guy who wants to be an alpha dog and everything. But Valachunas, like if he starts playing to up to some Bismack Biombo levels. That yeah, we saw I mean, in not, Toronto, now, that, now that Bismack's not, you know, standing in front of him, you know, taking mm-hmm. all the time. Pfft. Yeah, taking all that time when, you know, Valachunas is injured. But we also got Vuvicic, who... Uh, Vucevic? Vucevic, that's it. Come on. Him for Orlando Dray- fans are hate us. Well, it's him, for, <laughs> it's him for Draymond, right? Just trade him for Draymond straight up. That's yep. a fair trade. Yep. It's like these guys can move in. I think Rudy Gobert is the... Out of our ranking, Go- he's the cheat. Like he's the easy answer because he's right there. Go- Gobert is like just on the other side, of that, <laughs> just on the other side of the window. He's like, come on, guys. Uh, one guy, <laughs> just that, give me a little crack. One guy that I think people are going to be pissed off as well is is Nerlens. And I think with Nerlens is you, it's tough. With Nerlens, it's just he's not on a good team. This is no, where the it's Sixers not even fans mad. type. Is it's the fact that they've got five fucking centers. Dave yeah, want, well, Dave wants not on a good team. That, he wants them beating these rankings. <laughs> but, but also, real quick, like. You just kind of defended the Sixers not being a good. The Sixers suck. Oh, no, no. I'm not saying that they don't. It's not I'm just that they're a bad team. It's just that they also have I'm five centers. I'm just saying the fact that they have five centers is the biggest detriment. Mm-hmm. You can be a great player on a bad team and stand out still like Brolo, mm-hmm. but if you're in a position where you're splitting time so much and you only, it diminishes your role, it diminishes your time, It just it's harder to make the case to put you in the top ten if you can't even make the case to separate yourself from your own teammates to earn that full-time starting role. So, look, Nerlens Noel is a defensive monster. He can get you double-doubles and a couple blocks a night, and I love him. Very athletic player, too. But he doesn't have a great shot, but he's, he's one of those shot, guys who can dominate terrible, underneath. He's still a twig. Yeah. He, he's got to continue playing on weight to build up. But right over shoulder, you've got the workout machine, the offseason monster, and Joel Embiid, who looks like he's about to just come in and just break people in half. Like, that's the guy I'm excited for. I almost put him on the list in my top 10 without him playing a single game in the NBA. Just hype. Pure hype. You you love Joel Embiid, I do. though. <laughs> you <laughs> love Joel Embiid. I love that's him coming not... out of college. Like, it's a smart move. You're going to have him when he's healthy. Nah. That, yeah. That'll happen to well, It's Can I throw this out? Yeah, Sean, I'll throw this at you. Just this stat line, tell me if this sounds good to you. 11 points per game, 8 rebounds a game, shoots about 52% from the field, turns the ball over about 2.4 a game. But he does about uh, just under two assists as well. Mm-hmm. Is that Nerlens? That is Nerlens. Nerlens was on the worst team in the NBA, yeah. though. For tw- and he played that's an average of 29 minutes a game Yeah, but he's, year. He's all, he also probably won't be the center. He might even go to power forward. I mean, they can flip-flop so they much there. so many options. I, I just feel like Nerlens, if he was on a different team, he, w- he would be a different player. I feel mm-hmm. like he, he would be moving up. I don't think he's going to move up this season just because the 76ers suck. But I think Nerlens can be a person later on who can who can get up there because he can kind of be a person who can once, once who can develop split into people like a, out into other teams because yeah. you know that's the Sixers uh, somewhere in, during this year are going to distribute out some of their uh, talent they've been piling up and or you know once they make their decision he's going to go to either he Embiid Ja like somewhere out of the stash of people they're all going to see better playing time because. One of them's not going to be on the team anymore. Yeah, they got to free something up. I, I think so too. And, and one guy I also do want to mention for this, 
uh, as well, who, who, who guy who can probably uh, sneak up there as well would probably be Steven Adams. You kind of touched on that, Ricky. I know you well, wanted to bring him up. His role's going to change, not necessarily change. It's just going to be what is this team going to be now that Durant's not there? And yes, Russell Westbrook. Yeah, Russell Westbrook. I keep wanting to say Russell Wilson whenever I think of him. You're in football. He's mode. the yeah. one that is going to be the number one, the alpha. But now after we got to see the, I'm going to even say coming out party in the playoffs. Oh, it absolutely Steven was. Adams and the stash, you got to see him singing in the back of the car too. That Tanner was too. Great, that was a great well, hat tip to Dave who sent that to us. That's the duo that I love <laughs> is running Adams and Cantor together. And I think that, you know, they're all concerned like, oh, you can't have two bigs on the floor. Da, da, da. No, it doesn't fucking matter because if there's a fast break, Russell just take it himself. Yeah, seriously. He ain't waiting for anybody else. And, and Steven Adams is such a monster on the defensive side, and then you got Canner, who when the offense is set up and you're not running down the floor, he will just destroy he, he you. Could, he could, His shot is so sick, and he's growing. Like yeah. everybody's like, no, there's no chance he's never gonna play defense. He's actually improved quite a bit defensively, and, and Steven, now his contract seems totally reasonable. And today's like weird funny money world, as Ricky calls it. It's funny money. That's all it is. He's getting more money than, than Mozgov, who's last on our list. I believe. You know who's an yeah. interesting one? Second that, to last. And I just he's wanna, still getting more than the guy who uh, <laughs> the guy who's last is getting more money than him. Anyways, the one I want to mention. And this isn't a guy who's going to get up in the top 10. This is just a guy who has potential. How is he going to like potential because he's on a different team is Robin Lopez. And I mean, he's 20 for us, but here's really? the thing. Wait, wait, wait. Just, the Bulls just, just hear me out. Yeah, this we, is the Bulls we, reference. We finally hit our Bulls point. And here's the thing I think with Robin, and it's going to be the system. We see, I look at Paul Gasol's numbers from last year, 16 and a half, double digit rebounds. Didn't shoot a good percentage from the field turn the ball over at least to a game. If Rolo can maybe score a few score a few more points than he did last year in a Fred Hoiberg system, haul down some more rebounds, he doesn't turn the ball over as much as Paul Gasol did, and he shoots at a higher percentage. He's a guy that maybe in a new system we could see, oh, some some better numbers. The difference though is um Paul Gasol is um good. He he also has a shot from more than yeah. four feet away. Yeah, he's he's good. Uh, I mean, that's why you can play a percentage, but at the same time, Paul gives you that well, and stretchability. That, and that's what and, I'm saying. Like, it's not necessarily, I'm not saying Paul Gasol's bad or anything. Well, I'm no, just no, saying, but, but you're saying new if system, he can live up to somewhere around the numbers, the problem is I don't think he will because he of this greedy offense. And he's not Paul Gasol. Well, he's not Paul Gasol. That's, that's problem one. It's going to hurt him. Uh, two is the greedy offense the Bulls are going to play with four men driving to the hole. It's not going to be comfortable for the one man who's see, stuck sitting in the paint. Don't <laughs> knock it. Don't knock it till we see it, man. I am. A, I am don't knock it till we see you're, it. You're tying four guys to a, a pole and they're just going to like run around it, and it's going to be like the, Bulls, that pole is never going to be able to watch it. To be honest, the, with the you. Bulls may surprise us this year. We may be thinking train wreck, and it's not going to be an absolute train wreck. I'm thinking entertainment because this team's going to be just. Super fun to watch. It's gonna be like a car accident, but like, slow mo. I don't think it's gonna be like a car accident, but like maybe like a kid, kitty car accident where it's like you know those, no. those Fisher Price ones. Yeah, the Fisher Price ones where it's like oh they crash and they fall into a pool. And it's like funny. And, yeah, yeah. And like oh they're wearing Dwayne Wade jerseys. It's cute. <laughs> I feel like nah, I don't see it. Train wreck. I don't see uh, it. Anyways, let's move into the uh, the top ten guys who could fall off. And we kind of touched on it. Paul Gasol. Gasol. Throwing them out. The Gasols at nine and ten. Mark, I love him. Think he? I think he should be higher on this list. I, I had him the highest out of all of us, but uh, but but they, they credit they, to you. We disagree because the man needs to stay healthy. Well, mm-hmm. yeah, but that's, well, that's the thing. Same, if he can stay healthy, and he's, he's not fantastic. he's not the pure one on their team. It was I the mean, same like disagreement we had with uh, well, MKG well, in if you're, the if other it, video. Well, if, no, no, MKG definitely has more injury history. Well, yeah, Paul he, he played less defensive games. player of the year. I mean, he's proved himself. Mark, MKG hasn't proved. But here's yeah, Marcus. Here's yeah, the thing. Here's the thing with Marcus, and I'm just gonna throw this out there. Dave mentioned earlier the eye test. Does Marcus only look as good as he does because he's playing next to a guy in Zebo? That is the God, one no. thing I looked at was he's got a guy like Zebo next to him. That doesn't matter. He's fantastic in general. But when you have someone next to you, I would say I would like say the opposite. His stats will go up if you take Zebo out. But I don't know. That makes him a worse team. I say flip that though. I say flip that. Mar- I say Zach Randolph looks better because he's got Marc Gasol next to him. I think I think that's the the thing there is that Marc Gasol is 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 the is the better player there. It's not because Zebo's there and and. I think I think that you know Zebo's fantastic in his own right, but I think I think just Marcus Saul is a great player. I just think he doesn't yeah. get enough credit, and when he's on the court, he's great. Yeah, no, I mean it's unfortunate that he's in a city that no one cares about basketball wise, and you know they don't get much media attention. So 
It's a bummer, and that's why Paul is hired because look, Paul's played in LA, Paul's played in Chicago, and now he's in San Antonio, and he has been doing it his entire career. He's he gets that outside shot. He's a big man in the paint. Even look at this, Marcus Saul in his first year, the only year he played without Zach Randolph was in in two thousand eight when it was his rookie year. Played eighty two games, started seven for four of them, only played thirty minutes, shot fifty three percent from the field, uh, eleven point nine points per game, he only shot eight field goals a game, had seven rebounds, two assists. Basically, he he had the same average where he he does now. So I I think that that you know if you put it like per thirty six minutes, I'm pretty sure it would be around the same way uh, or same uh same area. I I don't think Zach Randolph makes him that much better. Fair enough, fair enough, but uh, no, I, I still got both the Gasols possibly falling out of the top ten because yeah, I do too. Age and health. I mean, it's just at some point it's gonna happen. Yeah, and, and guys like Rudy Gobert and, and Vucevic too. That's, Vucevic might take a jump I'm, scoring wise. I think we all kind of tend towards the younger end of the scale when it comes to like I really do believe in this next younger generation because mm-hmm. they're just so much more athletic, mm-hmm. and I think that their level of energy and athleticism really lends themselves to this fast-paced game that we're getting into nowadays where Paul Gasol and Mark both kind of had that the the Euro play style where they're very smooth with the ball they're they're very good with uh, the offense motions everything you need to do but, but that, they couldn't keep up with the pace of the game in today but with that being said then would Paul maybe not fall out because he's going to a place where that Euro style has thrived in San Antonio. Real quick, when does Dwight Howard fall out of this? Because I'm. I, I was thinking about it. I don't. I, I was don't, thinking about it, and I didn't want to say it because well, I didn't know if that was when, like the one thing where people are like, "What the fuck are you talking I'm, about?" Dwight's rejuvenating his career. In I don't. Atlanta. Be, I don't believe it. Looking looking at Dwight Howard, if we're talking about eye test, he's like twenty. I, 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 here's I, what, what is Dwight what? Howard that's done impressive? Well, here's the, past three the thing. Years? Here's he's the a dub dub machine. Here's the thing. The reason why I think we are Scraps. looking at Dwight <laughs> with, like you said, when does he fall out? In Orlando, he was great. Fantastic. Then it was a bunch of, I want to be the guy, went to L.A., but I ain't the didn't guy. fucking work. He went to Houston, had to play with a guy named James Harden. Was better than him. Was better than him, but also hogged the ball, and Dwight Howard's because he's a guy. Better than him. Well, Dwight Howard plays a position, and Dwight Howard plays the position where you have to feed Dwight Howard. Well, Harden wasn't feeding Dwight Howard like yeah. De- like Howard wanted. Let's see. Let's see what he does in the. I know. Uh, and that's why we, we all expect him to do better in Buttonhose's offense because it's much closer to what they had in Orlando when Dwight had the most success. They've got fairly good shooters on the outside. Mm-hmm. They've got a good young point guard who can run with him, and it gives him a great opportunity to come but back. Is Dwight good? Yeah. Is my question. Yeah, I still think he I is. I would say he's good. What does he do that's good? Rebound. Now. He'll he'll get you double digit rebounds a game. He's a rebounder. He's still a good rim protector. Um, kind of scoring Not wise. Anymore. I feel like he doesn't have a, the touch I wish he had. Statistically, last year, Paul Gasol was a better rim protector than Dwight Howard. Nah. And and he's on a worse team. Was the only guy near that I rim. test. I think I think most Bulls fans <laughs> would tell you that Paul Gasol does not like those numbers are great and all, but like Dwight Howard looks big. Doesn't look that impressive though. Them shoulders are crazy huge. I mean, he's kind. He's he's quick, but he's not. That the conversation good. that I think we're having a year from now isn't if Dwight Howard's going to fall out of because right now we have him what in the top five. It's he not a five. fact of is he going to fall out of the top ten. I think the conversation we have next year is okay. Hassan Whiteside has passed him, and now Hassan Whiteside's in the top five, overtaking Dwight. Well, I just think that it's I, I just I, I for some reason if we're talking eye test, Dwight Howard from for the past it's, I mean basically since he left Orlando, it's not the wow factor anymore. It's what happened to this guy? Yeah, but it's been, what happened to Dwight. But again, the teams that he went to weren't the ideal. No, I understand. Fit for him. I understand. Yeah. Maybe, maybe this is this time. Fit but he, but even he's but, a pure fit player. But even then, like it's just like, is that worthy of a, a, a top five? I think I think that we should finally touch this discussion. DeAndre Jordan's our number four. DeAndre Jordan is not a guy that you could plug in on any team, and he will thrive. God, will no. he? Will he grab your rebounds? Yeah, any guy with a wingspan of eight feet is going to grab your rebounds consistently. I mean, the guy who can jump, you know, well, forty feet in the air and, and that, seven six is going to grab you. And that's an interesting rebound. And that's an interesting thing for all of these rankings. Every single position is, of course, we're all going to have different ideas. Of course, you guys listening are going to have different ideas. But everyone has different criteria. We three have certainly proved that. 
But also to some people, it may be, you know what? What can you do by yourself? Look at Boogie. It's like, great. He can do everything that you ask him to. Whereas some people may say, well how, do you, well, how do you, well, yeah, shut up and get your coach fired. But he's very some, good at that. <laughs> some other people may say, well, how do you play in that system? And that's why other people may have DeAndre Jordan or in our power forward discussion may have like a guy like Draymond Green ranked a little bit higher because it's like, okay, he plays well in this system, especially with this position that we've talked about being the they got to have that team around them and they can't do it all by themselves. Like Dave said, you got to feed the beast. You do. And that's I, I like the conversation of could Whiteside approach that top five? And we have him at seven right now. I well, feel like D Wade's not there anymore. D Wade's not there, but he did his best work without Chris Bosch on the floor, which is what's. You know, it, we, we've gone over the question mark of Chris Bosch's health yeah, for, he ain't for gonna, a long time. He ain't going to worry about that because Pat Riley ain't going to let Chris Bosch play. But they, they do have uh, Goran Dragic out there who <laughs> has, honestly, like, I feel like they owe, uh, my first initial reaction to that was they were paid for him. And now I'm like, no, no, he honestly is, he's a very capable point guard. And if we talk I about, like him. It, well, yeah, with Dragic, I like him too. But with Whiteside, he's definitely a stat stuffer. Complete stat stuffer. Yeah. But he's good at it. Yeah, I know. He's good at it. I kind of get like a smile when I think about him. I'm like, yeah, what's that? Because with with DeAndre Jordan, he's fantastic at grabbing rebounds. And the reason why... And dropping oops. Yeah, he's going to stand near the basket. But the thing with Whiteside is, give him the ball and he'll be dominant. He will dominate the... the, 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 He'll just dominate everyone on the court. With with DeAndre Jordan, he can't do that. DeAndre Jordan can't dominate people. With Dwight Howard, he used to be able to dominate people. I don't think Dwight can do that anymore. Whiteside can. Whiteside proved that. And another thing I just thought of is we're kind of – another thing that makes this kind of hard is we are playing in a completely different – well, we're not playing, but they're playing in a completely different NBA that we grew up on. I thought we were. Thought we were in the NBA. Fuck. Thanks, thanks for the reality check, Ricky. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I know I can. I can't run a good enough forty. Maybe Tim Tebow can. Well, but... you don't need to run a forty for the NBA. This is why he's not the NBA. You got to be able to get up. The he, he's at the NBA combine running forties out there. <laughs> he's in Indianapolis at the NBA combine. <laughs> <laughs> he's strong. Got to be able to get up and down the court, and I definitely can't do that. But like back in the day, and I kind of thought about it today, watching the um, Hall of Fame induction stuff, and. You the look big, at Shaq's interviews, Shaq and what does Shaq talk about? The getting the ball, putting a spin move, working it down low. We've got the we got the whole like I just look at the Warriors, and it's like the big man has changed so much in this game to where it we're not looking at going who's got the best front court. It's who's got the best back court. Who's got the best guards? And it's a guard driven league now more than ever. Maybe that's another reason why some of these are like, oh, I got this guy higher, but you've got this guy no, higher because they fit different styles, different areas. Yeah, no, I understand even. that. But, I mean, we talk stat stuffer. I mean, we got we got Drummond at two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Drummond is as old school as it gets. But, he, but he's also he's, he's, he's a guy like Whiteside who can dominate. He, he can he can dominate that certain, and he, he puts up stupid numbers. But, again, was not a great team. And I feel like those numbers were slightly inflated. And the man but, can't shoot his free throws. But also, we're, I was we're gonna, high on Detroit I was going to ask that. I was just going to ask that. Free throw percentage needs how, to count when we talk about centers. Well, when, yeah. you, when you guys were personally ranking this, how much did you put the free throw percentage into your calculation? Uh, a little bit. Because for uh, me, with Tristan was, Thompson, I'll tell you, it played a big deal with Tristan Thompson. Can't hit a fucking free throw unless it's the finals. You had DeAndre Jordan, too. That's why I knocked him down. Yeah. I knocked him down from one. I knocked, two, it was one of those things where, yeah, you, he can't you, hit a free throw, but he's like Tristan Thompson you, didn't have that whole other side of his game to outweigh that. You bring that up, and you're two and three, shoot a combined like 83% out of 200%. Who would you rather have, DeAndre Drummond? or DeAndre, DeAndre Jordan? Drummond, that's Love who I want on my team. Together. Or Tristan Thompson. Who would I rather have on my team? I would never yeah. have Tristan Thompson. Ra- exactly. That's but, why. But that's not a question. There's Ricky. except yeah. like to me, it's one of the things. No, it's where, like who'd you rather have? You know, the, I would this, have this weird a heartbeat over DeAndre Jordan. Well, as would I. De- I. I feel like DeAndre Jordan is closer to Tristan Thompson than Tristan Thompson or DeAndre Jordan is closer than Andre Drummond. I would say that because De- that's interesting. We and say I, I want to pick on you for that. Remember what happened when DeAndre Drummond. God, I'm going to. <laughs> Whatever. Thank you for destroying Andre. me. DeAndre Jordan yes. became the number two option on that uh, Clippers team 
when Blake was out. He put up phenomenal numbers for, you know, I think it was about two, three weeks. And it was like 20 and 15 with a couple blocks every night. And he was absolutely destroying it. But, you know, he stepped up in that role in the end too. And then he kind of brought it back down to reality a little bit. But if he was capable of maintaining that and, you know, maintaining the full minutes, I don't know. I feel like he could be capable of it. But at this point in his career, he's not. And and Drummond is the younger guy who is dominating down low almost all the time and just pulling those numbers and then some. Yeah, so. but with DeAndre, though, it's DeAndre, I think, is is closer to Tristan Thompson. He's better than Tristan Thompson, I'm not saying. Obviously, yeah. But, like, style and play-wise, I mean, you could plug these guys in any other any other team, and they're not going to be a guy, able to be, like, a number one. You can't rely on these guys like a number one. You could do that with Drummond. That's true. You, you can't You can't be you like, can hey, Tristan Thompson, score me 20 points. You can't do that. Hey, DeAndre Jordan, we'll, we'll give you the ball. Uh, I don't know. We'll, give you, we'll s- give you the ball every possession. Try but, to score 20 points against against a top defender. But Drummond we've never that. seen that. Tristan Thompson's always had LeBron. Well, yeah, I mean, he's got LeBron, K. Love, and Irving. I'm not asking Tristan Thompson to do that. I'm not. Tristan's- Here, here's a question I got: How many years do you do you take it until Cat overtakes Boogie for the top At spot at the end of the year? Yeah, so currently we have Boogie as our number not one. Not even one year. One year. Not even one year. So in the what? middle of this year, you're saying Cat overtakes him without a doubt. Wow. Versatility. He's wow. more efficient. He's better. I think we got to see at least this year and then no. the year did, after. Did you not see Boogie spank Cat? It's one year. He's got an offseason to get better. He's got time to go. He's got the great. Cat's 21. He's got one of the best coaches in the league now. Cat's 21, dude. I understand, but Boogie's still fucking Boogie. I'm not saying Boogie's bad. I'm Bo- saying Cat's going to be a top Boogie's five player in the league. Boogie's consistently proven that he's the best center in the league. Boogie, Boogie, Boogie. That's why he's number one for me. Uh, good. I'm not saying I think you're disrespecting him by saying the Cat is going to overtake him in the middle of this year. Without a doubt. That's outrageous. Without a doubt. Man. Outrageous. I think I think Carl Anthony Towns is going to shock the world. Cat, Cat is not a phenomenal player. I, I don't I don't disagree with that. Cat's going to be two by the end of this year for sure. I was just going to say that. Cat overtakes Drummond. I, I agree with that because Drummond can't shoot his free throws. Well, it's also versatility. Boogie and Cat, versati- versatile well, They bring the tables centers. different than everybody else. Yes, yeah, versatile without a doubt. Cat might be the better defender. Might might be a better defender than Boogie, and I think that he'll be able to show that, and I think versatility-wise, Cat's still developing his shot, I think he had similar numbers three-wise. He could be scary. Yeah. He, Cat, he, Cat will be scary. Three-wise. And also, if I'm going to say, hey, you know, handle the ball for me, I'm giving it to Cat over Boogie. I kind of want to just give it to Boogie. Because entertainment factor alone, yeah, well, the, the man's in Sacramento on an island. He's gonna do whatever he feels like, and I enjoy watching Boogie. But play. then again, like bad team, you know, bad team inflated stats with Boogie. But he's got Papa Giannis, guys. He he's gonna lose some minutes to Papa John. I'm saying last year. No, no, that's why he's gonna lose minutes to Papa John's this year. So therefore, Cat's gonna overtake him because he's unlimited <laughs> playing time. Thank you for solving that like sphinx-like mystery, Ricky. Also, last, last year, Carl Anthony Towns, 34% from three, Boogie, 33. And that was his first year. And Carl Anthony Towns is not even 21. He's 20. I, I 20 was, years old. Carl I Anthony Towns is going to be fantastic. And it's 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 just Carl Anthony Towns is going to be on a better team. He's going to be around players that are going to help him grow more. They actually want to play basketball yeah. and like, like to play and like him as a person. And, and Jaeger's, Jaeger's a great coach. Yeah, I was going to say, take that they away could do Jaeger bombs all night in and, Sacramento. Yeah, Jaeger's not a, ba- a bad <laughs> coach at all. I'm pretty sure no one but, would notice. But <laughs> no one would. <laughs> I'm saying. We're just shitting on Car- teams tonight. Carl the Kings of Seattle. Carl, 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 bring back the Sonics. <laughs> Carl D. Towns is going to be the number one center now, by I the th- end of this year. I think it takes, at the end of this year, the conversation revs up, and then that second year, we actually see it happen. Cat's um, third year. Cat's number one. I'm going to say Cat's number one by the end of this year. Boogie's still going to be there. Boogie, and it, it's not going to be like Boogie's going to fall like you know, I completely wish this, off the face. I, th- I just I think Cat's going to s- step up completely. I wish that this was something so concrete to where I could say, oh, I want to bet it, but really you can't because at the end of the year, they could play their games, and I can go, no, Boogie's number one. You can say, no, Cat's number one. I don't think there's going to be a discussion. I think there will be. I don't think there's going to be a discussion. Sean, very sure yourself tonight. Cat is going to be the number one center by the end of the year. He's going to be in the top five Here, players question, in the NBA next year. Last question I got for you. Go. N- at the end of this year, do we now not have Omira Sheik or Timothy Mozgov as the worst center in the NBA? Because they could be starters. <laughs> <laughs> well, Robin, Ma- Mozgov's getting paid starter money. He's going to start. Robin, uh, Lopez. Robin Lopez will be there. <laughs> I don't believe Zubac. it. You thinking Zubac being a starter? I like the man. I the think he's Zub- sort of huge in the, the summer the league. Zubac gonna grow into a Golbach, right? Golbach, right? Not Gobert though. <laughs> Not Gobert. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> let's wrap this up. Main points is that 
Cats, uh, fantastic. Cats one, Vucevic Bu- Bu- is two. Like that's what you're going at, Sean. And Vucevic right? for Cat, straight up. Yeah, Let's I think we would all do that. And you guys just uh, now Add know if starter. If you're looking to get anything for Sean for his birthday, just get him a cat jersey. I love oh. it. Probably Cat and Chris Dunn. JJ Reddick. That's a fair trade. JJ well, Reddick. Well, you're right. Throw wait, the 13. JJ Reddick has wait, to go as well. Deal. But no, no in between. Dave, they need a, a shooting guard. <laughs> Dave, this is a question for you. Do you think Sean would like a Clippers JJ Reddick or a Duke one better? Well, obviously Duke. Yeah. No, no question. I'm not even Duke. a Duke fan, but Duke. <laughs> Duke's got some slick jerseys. You got the memories in Duke. Duke's got some slick jerseys. The, bl- he was, yeah. he's the a black monster. with the blue, uh, the blue lettering. That's Ooh. my favorite. I, would, I, I like the classic blue uh, and white, I like, though. I like the, the black. Or white and blue. I like, I like the away. Uh, the, would that be away or home jerseys? They'd be I away. Don't even know. The blue is the colors are hey, away. If you want to talk, oh, if you well, want to listen to us talk about jerseys, or Sean talk about jerseys, you can go back to last year around the same time when Sean. Sean did a uh, we're gonna wrap nostalgia. Uh, we're gonna wrap the, yeah. the piston jerseys are awesome. Just gonna, yeah, you were incorrect. The nineties pistons jerseys, teal, Grant Hill. We're gonna wrap this up. Uh, yeah, <laughs> basically what we're taking away here is uh, if you want to give us jerseys, uh, go with Timberwolves jerseys. Ricky's probably uh, Ricky's probably the Wiggins of this group. Don't uh, for, don't forget that Buck jersey. No, Chris for starter. Across the the Buck across the front. Actually, give give Ricky uh, a Ricky Rubio jersey since he yes. won't be on the no. team in January. Ricky no. Rubio yeah, jersey. No, since you won't be on the team in January. No, yeah, he's getting the boot. No, no. get it. Since you won't be on the team you. in January. I rather have if that's the case. Rick, I'd rather have an Omer Shika jersey. Well, we're getting Minnesota. We're getting yeah, we're getting Minnesota team. We're getting Minnesota, so we're all going to be at Minnesota. Yeah. And You're since, Ricky Rubio because Ricky Rubio won't be on the Timberwolves in January, and you won't be at MVP in January. Yep. Sure. Called it. Whatever. All right. Nailed it, Sean. You're Chris Stone? Yeah. Or I you want to be Wiggins? I'll, I'll take any of the all above. Right. I'll be honest. All those guys, I am super excited, and George's there's a reason D-A- why. George's Diang? No. <laughs> there's a reason why they're ranked fifth overall in NBA 2K17. You, you it's that's not, that's not his name. I know. <laughs> George's Niang is on no, the Pacers. No, Diang. It's Diang. It's da- yeah, well, yeah who Diang. Yeah, Diang. Not Niang. This is a train wreck. <laughs> Thank you for listening, everybody. We're just going to wrap this. This is what happens with late night podcasting. This terrible pod. No, I'm kidding. Not terrible podcast. I'm hungry. Uh, this weird end <laughs> of a podcast. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening uh, to this this last five minutes of a train wreck of uh, a whatever. Thank you for listening. Uh, this is my third outro. If you're listening on Block Talk Radio, thank you so much. Uh, and if you're if you just turned into your first uh, fast break, we're not usually this off. Uh, but thank you so much for listening on Block Talk. I think we're like. on. If, we're always on. I'm feeling it. Hit a like if you're on Block Talk Radio. If you're listening on YouTube, hit a like as well. And don't forget to subscribe. If you're also, uh, find us on Twitter. Find us on Instagram now, too, at Most Valuable Pod. Find us on Snapchat. Find us on Facebook. And uh, it's going to wrap all this up. Thank you so much for listening. And uh, tune in next week when we, uh, when we rank six men of the, uh, of the, of the, of the NBA, yeah. right? Yeah. All right. Yeah. Anyways, we'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to this MVP podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Most Valuable Pod for more great podcasts.